0: Hello ladies and germs, it's another episode of Velvet Owl Watches Movies, so you don't have to. It's a special bonus Halloween episode! Maybe, if I get this done in time. Um, and I manage to put it up on Halloween, and I might not, and you know, you might not even be listening on Halloween, so does it even really matter if this is a bonus Halloween episode, or just a regular episode, or a throwaway episode, or all three, who knows, I don't know, I don't you know, I do these bonus episodes, but technically the bonus episodes shouldn't count in the episode count number, right, but I do anyhow, I don't count the Baywatch Nights episodes. Those are true bonus episodes, because those are kind of their own thing. Because Baywatch Nights is not a movie. It's a TV show, so it really can't fall under Velvet Watches Watch's movies, so you don't have to. Anyhow, it's Halloween, so... I mean, it's not Halloween right now as I record this, but (laughs) this episode is meant for Halloween! So we've got a scary movie called... The Menno of the Living Dead. And the description, does it even really matter? Looks like a zombie Amish guy. What more do you need to know? That is good enough for me. And I think this is probably one of the shortest intros I have done for this show so far. And I should do more of like just doing super short intros. So... That's what makes this special and a bonus. Let's get on with the movie. This comes from Barnyard Studios, which seems appropriate. Because, you know, the Amish, they like building their barns. And are very good at it. But, so we start off with a close-up of a sickle. It's a communist Amish guy. I don't know. Um, Good, God-fearing... Capitalist Amish people also use sickles, so it's not it's not purely a capitalist thing. But I'm guessing that's probably going to be his weapon of choice as a zombie. So, you know, he's hard at work on the field, and he comes inside his house, and someone's coming inside his daughter or wife. Ha 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 ha! You see what I did there? Um, yeah, he walks in, and... I don't know fully what's going on, because there's no words, it's like just music, because this is the intro to kind of give us the backstory. So he walks in, and this guy's like fucking this girl, and at first, I thought it was his daughter, because she is pretty young looking, and you know, he's all like, father type, like, you get your hands off my daughter. But, they show a close up of the Amish guy's wedding ring, so that's insinuating that this guy's fucking his wife also a reason to get all mad but unfortunately this young stud that's fucking his daughter and or wife i really hope it's not an and (laughs) i hope it's an or (laughs) but this guy was just fucking this woman uh he's a stud so he chokes out the amish guy in the basement and the amish guy is now dead and then we get the title credit Mennonites of the Living Dead. So we start off... Wait, actually, we didn't already start off. We start off after the credits and after that intro with some shaky cam footage uh, from Jeremy. I am trying to do my best to actually learn characters' names because it'll be somewhat easier to describe who's doing what instead of uh, this dude was doing that and then this other dude, he did that. So Jeremy... Spoken class today. Oh yeah, I bet you thought it couldn't sound any worse than the real Eddie Vedder, right? So he's uh, filming because he and his wife—I didn't catch her name, unfortunately. So right now she's just Jeremy's wife, and maybe at one point I'll learn her name. But Jeremy's wife—you—you you got the point. And they're packing for some sort of big sex trip, I'm guessing. And, you know, it sounds like I'm joking because that's where my mind wants to go. Uh, but no, it really sounds like they are got some big sex ex- escapade going on. And his wife is all like, you know, stop filming this because, you know, I'm already nervous about this. And I'm packing lingerie and I don't know what to do. So, yeah, it's a big sex escapade that is going on. It's a big sex weekend because um, they can't just do it at home. And his wife is like, you know, let's not film this. Not even for posterity's sake. And then Jeremy in voiceover narration tells us that we're going to be spared a found footage horror film. Uh, yes, it's going to be one of these kind of films. And he tells us, like, yeah, and but you're not going to be spared this marmy self-aware narrator. And it always comes back to... If you point out that you're doing shitty tropes, does it excuse doing the shitty tropes? I don't know. It, it can be funny. It can be done in an amusing way to just kind of point out, like, ah, we're doing some really shitty tropes. And you know what? I'm actually going to hold out a little bit of hope here. Because... He mentions, like, you know, this could be one of those shitty low-budget horror films that you get in those 10-pack DVD sets. And it's like, holy shit, I love those! Well, they're not 10-packs, because they usually have, like, only two discs, but they cram, like, 10 movies on them. And it's like, holy shit, like, they show a bunch of them, and I'm like, oh my god, I have got, like, half of those. I fucking love those! I I love, like, those really, like, just shitty... 12-pack movie movies they are great they're part of what inspired this podcast no kickboxer 4 inspired this podcast actually believe it or not and i really don't do enough horror movies and i really need to get back on watching those uh, really bad like 10-pack dvd horror movies i should do more of those so i i kind of feel a kinship with jeremy here And then there's shots of some public domain horror films, but great ones. Okay, only two public domain films, but they are both great. Night of the Living Dead and Carnival of Souls. Which is unfortunate that, you know, they are public domain. Meaning, like, the filmmakers don't get to make money off of them, really. And especially the director of Carnival of Souls never made another film. So he batted 100% in making great films. Seriously, watch that film if you ever do. Like, okay, the uh, twist ending is kind of obvious and you can see it coming a mile away. Probably because it's been used like 50 billion times since then. But it is a good film. And so, but does that mean like, you know, don't uh, remind me of some good horror films. Just so I can then start comparing like, oh, well, you know what good horror films are. And you're making the shitty f- horror film. And worse, you're making it intentionally. So, that is like a, that is always a problem. Like, when you make an intentional shitty horror movie no, shitty horror movies are their best when the people making them are convinced that they're making a masterpiece. And even then I don't think it's enough to just be like because I don't really buy into the so bad it's good like trope. To me, it has got to be far out there. It's got to be like, what the fuck was this person thinking in thinking that this could possibly ever be a good movie and that they swung for defenses and they're like, we got this fucking stupid idea and we don't care. We are making a masterpiece. We are making the Citizen Kane of Killer Llama movies. That is the kind of movie I like. So, I don't know. But, uh, they do throw some insults at Con- the Conjuring movies. So, again, I feel kinship with Jeremy here. For some reason, they're packing some duct tape on this trip, which oh yeah. Oh fuck, I forgot to mention that. Uh again, with this kinship with Jeremy, Jeremy does say, "Oh yeah." So, bro, we should hang out and like just keep saying "Oh yeah" to each other. That would be like so much fun. Dude, I you know what? I'm gonna, like, start calling my friends... And see which one of them is willing to, like, just hang out with me... And just spend a half hour just going... Oh yeah. That would... That would be a lot of fun. You might not think it's fun, but I think it's fun. But... Yeah, so they pack duct tape, so this is gonna be a fucking awesome sex escapade. Um, I don't even know what to do with duct tape. I... I am gonna learn so much in this film, aren't I? And then on the drive... They start talking about, like, when other people are going to get there. So, this is going to be a fucking orgy sex escapade. Oh, yeah. Dude, Jeremy, bro! High five. So, then we meet Matt and Andrea. And they're about to peg. Andrea is going to peg the fuck out of Matt. Who Matt seems kind of like, eh, about it like, dude, you're getting pegged. No, you fucking show some enthusiasm for that. And if you're not enthusiastic about it, then you got to tell your girl, look, I'm really not into this idea of getting pegged because honesty and communication is important in your relationship. And you should not have to do something that you're not comfortable with. You should not feel pressured into getting pegged if you don't want to get pegged and but if you're w- curious and want to try then you got to be open to it and really like just not be so hesitant just let yourself free and just go okay she chose like the biggest strap on but okay i i will and that's the other thing with pegging is beforehand you and your woman have to kind of decide what is the appropriate size strap-on you want to use? It's it's basic courtesy, in my opinion. But then for some reason, before they do this uh, pegging, they take some blood. I'm not sure if it was her or his blood because we only see a hand. And we don't even see it that close. I think it was Andrew's hand. And she... Spills some blood, uses the blood to make a pentagram inside of a circle of candles. Um, cause I don't know, this is gonna be a satanic ritual, uh, <laughs> pegging. Is that supposed to, like, you know, increase, like, the pleasure of it? Like, oh yeah, not only are we fucking pegging, we are pegging for the devil.
1: Oh yeah!
0: That's my 80s, uh, hair metal. Oh yeah, cause. You're doing it for the devil, like then you got to have '80s hair metal. <laughs> oh yes, um, but and Angel is wearing this corset, and I think it looks like there's a nipple slip. Ten minutes into the film, so here's the question: Do we count that as passing the Velvet Owl test? And if you're new and don't know the Velvet Owl test, Velvet Owl test is gratuitous nudity within the first 15 minutes. Because if a movie is terrible and you have to turn it off after 15 minutes, if you've at least gotten to see Boobs, then you haven't wasted those 15 minutes. That's my personal. I, I don't make any pretense to saying that this is a good test. <laughs> like, this is nowhere near, like, the Bechdel test. Like, no, this is a, this is the fucking pervert's test. So there seems to be a nipple slip. So do I count it? because we technically see part of a boob but you know is it really gratuitous I mean it, can you consider it being part of the story is it integral to the story that's the other part is like what if the nudity is actually needed for the film does it count as gratuitous oh and if you're thinking I'm a pig I do count male nudity that that does pass the velvet owl test too. It's not just boobs. If there's a floppy wiener, it passes. If it's a hard wiener, then it fails. Cause I I don't know. You know, someone uh, write to the MPAA. If there's a hard dick in the film, do you automatically get thrown into like NC-17 territory, as opposed to like a flaccid dick because you always see like flaccid dicks in movies i mean not always but when you see a dick in a movie it's always flaccid so what is the stance on showing an erection in a non-pornographic film that these are the important questions no other podcast is asking well maybe some other podcast where am i with this yeah i'm i got distracted by the nipple slip um but, yeah, they're, they're going at it. They're pegging and chanting some sort of demonic phrase because, I don't know, it makes the sex better to just make it a whole satanic ritual. And then uh, we get interrupted by Jeremy, who I'm guessing is going to be doing a lot of this. It's already getting annoying, Jeremy, and this is only, like, the second time that you're, like, pausing the film to kind of do some bad meta commentary on it and worse than that you like also point out that the meta commentary is bad so it's like but I still have a kinship with you Jeremy and he tells us you know the important part we have to focus on is the blood from the pentagram which is starting to spill and fall through the cracks and into the basement and yep You guessed it, it's the basement where the Amish guy was killed and buried. And the blood lands on his Bible. And, you know, when a Bible is touched by the blood of a whore instead of the blood of Christ, bad things happen. That sounded much better in my head. (laughs) That line. But, yes, it was enough to bring the Amish guy back to life. So now we've got our zombie Amish guy, and... I don't know, so are they going to have this orgy in the zombie Amish guy's house? Because, yeah, that's fucking disrespectful. I could see why he's going to want to kill them. Like, this is the sanctity of my home, and you're having fucking orgies. And above that, demons, demonic, satanic orgies. I don't know. I don't know how to properly... Imitate a Amish guy. Thou and thee and orgy. So Jeremy and his wife uh, stopped to get gas. Fill up the gas for 20 bucks. Oh man, I miss those days. And this room is like not... It's like 2019? What the fuck? No, 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 no. I was gonna say like, man, the good old days when 20 bucks would fill up your gas tank... But not in 2019. No. No film. You're already gonna stretch my suspension of disbelief with the zombie Amish guy. I can buy that. But 20 bucks to fill up a tank of gas in 2019? No. No, even... even, That still is too soon. Like, if it was the early 2000, I could be like, yeah, I'm 20 bucks good old days when only 20 bucks but no no this is like four years ago no it it still would cost you like at least 30 40 bucks to fill up your tank and so jeremy goes inside to buy some swedish fish but his wife warns him don't do the voice because apparently he does a very terrible swedish chef impersonation which we get a lot of footage of as jeremy uh hopefully tells us, is really just to pad the runtime. Um, I admire Jeremy's honesty, at least. And he does this bad voice so many times that his wife asks for a divorce. Which, I don't know, lady, for better or for worse. And that includes worse Swedish chef impersonations. Um, but no, his impersonation is really bad, and if he's doing it all the time, like... Yeah. I can't completely fault her for wanting a divorce. And who knows, maybe this whole orgy trip is just a way to kind of spice up the marriage and realize we don't have to get divorced. As long as we just have some good fucking orgies. So while he's inside, uh she goes to this local hillbilly to ask for directions cuz they can't find it on the map and there's apparently no Wi-Fi cell service in this area, so she can't even, like, GPS it. And she wants to know, like, where's Twisted Pine Road? And the Hibbly tells her, not Twisted Pine Road. You don't want to go to Twisted Pine Road. No one goes to Twisted Pine Road because, ooh, it washed out during the flood. So, yeah, you, you'll want to take a detour through Craven Creek and Raimi Road. And ah, uh, get it? Like West Craven and Sam Raimi Two of the greatest horror directors ever. And you know, they're specifically chosen because since they're gonna be out in the woods uh Wes Craven for Last House on the Left and Sam Raimi for the Evil Dead franchise. All about like abandoned like cabins in the wood. That happens. Well, Last House on the Left isn't really like an abandoned... Uh, I mean, that's where the murders happen, is in the abandoned cabin. Um... Where am I going with this? Yes, I'm I'm now trying to just think about Last House on the Left, because, damn, that is a good film. So, um... You know what? Can I stop watching this movie and just go watch Last House on the Left? I... No, I'm going to trudge through this movie for you, my two listeners. Jeremy's wife is named Stacy, I think. I think that's what I caught. So, um, good, because I don't want to keep referring to her as Jeremy's wife, because she has an identity of her own. We might not learn much about it, because she's probably going to be treated only as Jeremy's wife in this film, but I'm going to give her the respect, because if I for whatever reason, managed to actually remember Jeremy's name, I should remember her name as well. And so we get close-up shots of filling up the gas tank for fucking $20. Sorry, that pisses me off. And then uh, a close-up of Stacy eating the Swedish fish, and um, she did not completely shave her mustache before shooting. But that's Okay! Because neither did Catherine Zeta-Jones in the close-ups for Entrapment. And Catherine Zeta-Jones was still very, very sexy with her mustache. And Stacey, she is still very, very sexy with her mustache. I'm... You know, I bring that up just as kind of, like, making fun of like this whole like image of what women should be like. Me, personally, a little bit of lip fuzz or even a lot of lip fuzz isn't really like I think a deal breaker. I body hair, I body hair does not turn me off. So it's like, oh, you got some you're a bearded lady. That's fine. <laughs> you're still beautiful. You're still beautiful lady. Ladies no matter how much or how little hair you have on your body. I just want you to know that. So, they're driving and there's a dead deer in the road, and Stacy's all like, oh, no, but Jeremy's like, nah, eh, you know, it probably just fell off a truck. Um, so, you know, that means you can sell it on the black market for real cheap. You know, like, oh, it fell off a truck. Oh, wait, I don't think that's what he meant by it falling off the truck. Uh, he's not planning on selling the deer, so they keep driving, but then we get a close-up of a, hunt, a bloody hunting knife. Ooh, it's the killer. The killer Amish guy. He's going to hunt them down with a hunting knife. Oh, no. And skin them like he did the deer. Uh, wait, he didn't skin them. Skinned the deer. But he gutted the deer. And that's what he's going to do. And so they get to the cabin. And thankfully, uh, we get a freeze frame. So Jeremy can introduce us to everyone there. There's Matt and Andrea, who we met earlier from the pegging. But there's also Kevin and Chastity. And her name... When he mentions the name Chastity, uh, Jeremy gives us a little wink at the camera, like "Ha ha ha! Her name is Chastity, but she's a whore." No, it's not. It's not nice to call her a whore just because she likes sex. We all like sex, and we are not all whores. Um, we are whores because we give into the capitalist society and work for the man. That makes us whores. Uh, liking sex does not make us whores. So. It's going to be a fun weekend. Um, I'm not sure still is it an orgy or a swingers party. And is six people enough for a swingers party? Like, you know, for an orgy, yes. Sim- swingers party, I feel like it's not enough people. You kind of have a limited options. Like, um, Jeremy's only going to be able to fuck Andrea or, I don't, where am I going with this? Why, no, 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 six people probably is fine for a swingers party. Why, why do I think like he needs like all these options? Um. No, a key party needs more than six people. A swingers party, if you're going to do swinging, six people is fine. A key party needs a lot of people because you got to keep it interesting with the keys and all that and I don't know I I sound like someone who hasn't been involved in an orgy, a swinger's party or a key party, right? Cuz I haven't. I If any of you want to invite me to one, I'll consider it. Um so yeah, I don't I don't know the rules and etiquette of orgies and key parties and swinger parties, yet I'm pretending I do. Oh. Uh, back to the movie! We get a, ju- a, a, a... Yeah? Yeah, we get one of those two. Uh, we get a shot of the zombie Amish guy walking towards the cabin and reading from his Bible, which he's using to justify the murder spree he's about to go on. Um, I'm not going to make any political statements or religious statements on that. Um, you take from that what you will. If If you think this movie's trying to make a message about using the Bible to justify killing sprees. I am not gonna make any statements. But over inside the cabin, where it is an uh, orgy, we get that clarified, and Matt looks familiar to me. And, like, I'm trying to place where do I know him from. And I think... I think uh he might secretly be Skeet Altridge, uh with a shaved head. Um Yeah, I... I'm gonna try to ramble while I quickly look up the IMDB cast listing for this film, but I'm not very good at multitasking. That is also part of the reason why I have never been in an orgy, is that it's a lot of multitasking, and I don't know if I could handle that. So uh, Matthew is played by a gentleman named Marcus Lawrence. And let's see, he is known for Mennonite of the Living Dead. <laughs> Isn't it great when you look up, you see someone like, okay, why do I know him? And you look it up and the thing he's most known for is the thing you're actually watching. So it's like, oh, well, that doesn't really help. Um, uh, he was in something called Fat Guy with a Shotgun, Hillbilly Prophecy. Um, Yeah, I'll, I'll check. He did a voice for Tekken 7. That, is pro- that should be what he's known for. Oh, it, and Tekken 5. So that is kind of... That is probably the most famous thing is, he's done is additional voices for the Tekken video game series. Okay. I still am going to go with that he's secretly Skeet Ulrich with a shaved head. So anyhow, it is clear that Jeremy and Andrea... Are gonna fuck they are gonna be the major couple uh, she absolutely wants to fuck him and he absolutely wants to fuck her which makes Stacy like just uncomfortable which again Stacy you should have gone over these things beforehand if you were like okay we can do the orgy but you can only fuck me you know state those in the ground rules beforehand and luckily uh, you know matt does bring it up that you know you should set ground rules and go over the logistics of things and kevin uh just he who must be like a orgy vet or something because he tells us like oh here's the logistics of it you know starts off with kissing some fondling and it goes from there it takes care of itself and an orgy is basically like regular sex with bonus holes Huh. and here I thought I could not possibly learn anything from a movie called Men and Night of the Living Dead and you probably thought that you couldn't possibly learn something from a podcast called Velvet Owl Watches Movies so you don't have to so I learned something I'm passing the information on to you just always keep that in mind if you're ever in a situation where you possibly could be in an orgy and you're on the fence about it just keep that in mind an orgy is like regular sex but with bonus holes. But, you know, Stacy's still uncomfortable. Uh, mostly because, you know, the camera issue. Even though, you know, uh, Jeremy did not bring the cam- camera. I think she's still worried that there's going to be secret hidden cameras. Um, luckily, you know, the fourth wall is still there. So she doesn't know about the camera that actually is filming them. But, Yeah. I lost my train of thought because I I am hoping the orgy actually happens, to tell you the truth. Because I'm kind of worried that zombie Amish guy is going to come in and kill them before the orgy starts, which would suck. If you have to get killed, at least it wouldn't be so bad if you got to be in an orgy before you were killed. As opposed to being killed before the orgy starts. I, I should make that clarification. <laughs> I mean, getting killed uh, probably sucks anytime time it happens. But it's got to suck the most if it happens be- right before an orgy. Uh, so I'm just comparing the two situations. Being killed before the orgy and being killed after the orgy. Neither situation is Ideal. But being killed after the orgy is definitely preferable. So Andrea asks if there's anything she can do to, you know, make everyone feel more comfortable. And Jeremy's like, how about a blowjob? Dude, you don't just jump straight into the blowjob. I don't think. I don't know. I don't know orgy etiquette, but I feel like you don't jump into the blowjob. Like as uh, Kevin told us, it's like regular sex, but with bonus holes. And in regular sex, you don't jump to asking for the blowjob right away so uh andrew says well isn't that a little premature and sarah says that's part of for the course with him aw snap that that was a good line kind of cheesy kind of obvious but a good line nonetheless but sarah her main concern you know is the filming and you know everyone's got phones so they can you know secretly be filming so matt decides well, we'll just put all the phones in a safe and hide it in the basement. Which, you would think like, oh no, that is a stupid idea. But the phones don't work anyhow, they can't get, like, a signal. So it's not like the phones would help them if they had easy access to them. So they decide the best way to break the ice is everyone's brought toys, so let's bust out the toys and see what everyone has. Except Chastity has to go to the bathroom. Now, that's not good. She didn't say, I'll be right back, I don't think. And as Scream taught us, if you don't say, I'll be right back, you'll be safe. Maybe. I don't know. I, stupid rules. But I don't think it's so much the saying, I'll be back. Because, you know, Arnold said, I'll be back. And he was the one that did the killing. But she's going to the bathroom where, while well, everyone else is not... And, generally, I think in, like, at least 70% of the Friday 13th movies, it's when someone decides to go to the bathroom in the outhouse, because that's the only bathroom they have, that's when they get killed. So, everyone checks out the toys, and the guys are just kind of being immature about it, like, oh, we'll play with it, this, uh, stick on uh, dildo. I'm gonna put on my head like I'm a unicorn, Ooh! which really is the best thing to do with it. Put dildos on your heads and be a unicorn. Be the dildo corn. I, I don't know. I haven't come up with a perfect name for it, but it's what you should do. In my personal opinion, anyhow, I think you should just. Strap a dildo to your head and pretend you're a unicorn. And then you get down for sexy times. Aw, oh, yeah. And then Chastity comes back. Oh, good. She didn't get killed before the orgy. Okay, so that that's good. I don't want anyone to die before the orgy. Because it's just going to bring the mood down for the orgy. Um, that's just the way it is. When people die, then you're kind of like, well, do I really want to go through with the orgy at this point? So, they're trying to think of how to, you know, get the party started. And so, they need uh, some kissing. And not just Kevin and Chastity, because that's been going on this whole time. Chastity wants to see some other people kiss. And Jeremy volunteers to kiss Andrea, because, dude, he totally wants to bone her. And... He's gonna do it. I I think it's gonna happen, but Sarah's not comfortable with seeing her husband kiss another man, or <laughs> kiss another woman, and so they suggest, well, what if Sarah and Andrea make out? And of course, all the guys are like, oh yeah, that is fucking hot. But Sarah's still like, oh, I I don't know, I'm I've never kissed a woman. I don't know if I'm ready. Which is good. At least everyone's respecting her boundaries. Like, she's not ready for it, so no one's, like, kind of pushing. And, well, Jeremy's a little bit nudging her towards it. But, you know, being cool. So they decide, well, Andrea and Chastity will kiss. But first, they think Matt and Jeremy should kiss. And, you know, they're a little, like... Jeremy, mostly, is kind of like, oh, I don't know if I want to do this. But, dude, you signed on for an orgy, and them's the rules. In an orgy, man-on-man is going to happen. It's an option. Unless you specifically, in writing, say, I do not want to be part of the man-on-man action, that option is going to be on the table, and there's kind of really nothing you can do about it. And if you want to see... Your wife kiss another woman Or get to kiss another woman yourself You give a little You give a little, you get a little And I think it's perfectly fair Just how if you're wanting to have a threesome with your girlfriend or wife And she says Yeah, we'll do one with a woman But first, we'll do one with another man You kind of have to be like take it for the team. You have to respect your woman and say, okay, it's only fair that you know, we do a two-guy threesome. And sometimes that's just how life is. Sometimes you have to do a two-man threesome in order to get the two-woman threesome. And sometimes you have to just have a mix. Um... (laughs) I, I feel like I'm about to go like on an offensive line because I was going to say, like, you have a trans person or a non binary person. And, like, the dynamics, like, is it still, like, a two man? Well, I mean, I guess, like, you should view it, like, if it's a trans man, it's still a two man threesome. But what if it's a non binary? Then it's a very complicated threesome, isn't it? But anyhow, Jeremy realizes, okay, I'm gonna do this. And he kisses Matt. And unfortunately, Matt's breath tastes like Funyuns. So Jeremy says, we need to brush our teeth before we go on with this orgy. And I think that's a fair request. I I think that's perfectly fair. Everyone should brush their teeth, make their breaths nice, and smell nice before they go on with the orgy. And then after, you know... Everyone does oral, then your breath isn't going to be so fresh anymore. But at that point, it's it's okay because it's not going to taste like funyuns. And really, who wants who wants to kiss someone that tastes like funyuns? I don't. Now Sarah decides, you know, fair is fair. Jeremy kissed a dude. I'm gonna kiss a chick. So it's about to happen. Oh boy! All right. Sarah and Andrea are going to kiss, and oh my god, it's going to be so hot. And I, Just the tension that's building as their lips get closer and closer, and knock on the door, it's the pizza guy! Did I mention they ordered a the pizza? Because every good orgy should have pizza at it, right? Again, I don't know orgy etiquette, but I, I am actually interested in this. If anyone can tell me, should orgies have a pizza buffet at them. I vote yes. (laughs) My god, I'm... I am setting all sorts of rules for when I throw an orgy. (laughs) Just A, there's gonna be pizza, and B, the orgy's gonna happen before anyone dies. I, I think those are good ground rules to set. But... Yeah, Pizza Guy has arrived because, oh yeah. And Pizza Guy, he sees the sex toys in full view and the half-naked women and he's like, you guys are having an orgy. You gotta let me in because I'm the Pizza Guy. That's how it happens. There's an orgy and then there's a Pizza Guy, you know, and no one has enough of a tip for him So, instead of giving them a tip, they let him give them the tip. Again, that is a line that sounded a lot better in my head. But, Jeremy's like, fuck off. No, he's not all fuck off. He's, and even tells us, like he turns to the camera and tells us, that, you know, if he had had a few more beers, he would have considered letting the pizza guy come in and blow him. So, there's that at least. So Pizza Guy is walking back to his car when the Amish zombie, I don't know, is it right to call him a zombie? I don't think he's really a zombie. He's living dead, but not quite a zombie. I don't know. I'll go with living dead, because that's the title of the movie. So, but he comes by, and he rips Pizza Guy's dick right off. Which I gotta say, is kind of impressive. Like, Pizza Guy's dick wasn't even hanging out. He went straight for the junk And (laughs) threw the guy's clothes He just ripped it right off I mean, ripping off a dick Barehandedly Is impressive on its own But to do it when the dick's not hanging out the pants When it's safely tucked inside That is talent Uh, Okay, I'm impressed by living dead Amish guy And then he kills the pizza guy with his sickle and over inside the cabin, there is some very sexy pizza eating going on. Like, they're all eating pizza in the most seductive way going on. And I gotta say, I didn't realize I had this kink, but apparently I have a kink for pizza eating. I mean, I knew I love eating pizza. I didn't know that I also love watching people eat pizza. I... This is going to be awkward at the next pizza party because when I see everyone eating pizza, I might have to start jerking off. I blame, and I'll blame this movie. It's this movie's fault that now that I want to jerk off looking at people eat pizza. Um, yeah. Places my mind is going. Then, uh, evil living dead mennonite amish guy you know it's mennonite of the living dead and there's a difference between mennonite and amish so maybe i should be like more sensitive about that but he's watching them through the window because he's a pervert and chastity is kind of like ah, this is taking forever I am going to go into the other room and I'm going to get the orgy started. And Kevin's like, well, yeah, fuck you. I'm not going to hang out with you guys. When the orgy has started, I am going to be part of the orgy. And everyone else is kind of like, um... I mean, Andrea and Matt would probably, like, jump straight away, but they're considerate over the fact that Sarah, she's still uneasy. And Jeremy's even, like, he's being the nice considerate husband saying, if you have cold feet, we don't have to actually take part in the orgy. And Sarah's like, no, I'll just ease my way in. Um, No one knows we're here. No one knows who I am, I guess. Well, I mean, according to Jeremy, they don't really know who Kevin and Chastity are. They just kind of met them once. But, you know, she's just going to need some time to warm up get the motor running, and then they'll join in on the orgy. Uh, If you take too long to get an orgy started, you're going to get killed by an evil Mennonite living dead guy. I... Again, I don't make these rules of orgy etiquette. Suddenly there's a knock on the door. Oh no, who could it be? No one knows they're out there, you know, except the pizza boy. So... Matt and Jeremy, armed with dildos, walk to the door and open it up. And there's a flaming bag of dog poop. Oh, those kids! And Jeremy stomps on it to put out the fire. Actually, I don't know if he thought it was a flaming do- bag of dog poo because he stepped on it. Like, if if you have the question, think like, oh, this could be dog poo. Don't you find something else to? try to smush it with and not your shoe but it's uh in material because it's not a flaming bag of dog poo. it's a flaming dick and i don't mean that you know it's got red pubes and i don't mean that it's got gonorrhea i mean it possibly could i don't know for sure but it's a dick the pizza boy's dick probably um that's what jeremy assumes I don't know why his mind just jumped. It must have been the Pizza Boy's dick. I mean, granted, the Pizza Boy's like the only other person you've seen for miles. So, you were correct. And I guess it was a safe assumption. Just kind of weird that you jumped to that. But, the evil living dead Mennonite Amish guy is in the house. And while... Matt and Jeremy are arguing over what plan they should do. Should they get out of there or should they stay put? The Mennonite takes his Skype and kills Jeremy. Or not, no, he doesn't kill Jeremy. He kills Matt. And now I'm sad. So this means the orgy isn't going to happen. Fucking Mennonites, like, they couldn't let the orgy happen first and then kill people. Well, no, because, you know, they're super religious and they don't believe in orgies. Especially orgies before marriage. How, how do they feel about, like, orgies if everyone was married together? Like, obviously they'd have to all be married together. I don't know. Is that a loophole? Because from some websites I've read, uh, a two-woman threesome... Is technically allowed by the Bible because it says a man shall not lay with another man. It says nothing about woman laying with other women, so really you're being hypocritical religious people for you know being anti lesbian. And there's nothing about saying that a man can't lie with two women. So technically, it's it's like the anal loophole that You know, technically, it counts. um, So, technically, the Bible is not against threesomes. As long as there's only one man. So, I guess that would also, like, apply to all-out orgies. Like, Like, if it's a reverse gangbang, that's fine. A regular gangbang is evil and will send you to hell. A reverse gangbang... Totally a okay. See? And you thought that you were going to waste your time listening to this podcast. But I've given you so much information about orgies and how, whether or not you can get into heaven. It's a loophole! It is a loophole. Maybe. I don't know. That's a good question. Does the Bible say anything about being with more than one woman at a time like is that evil is that okay i guess that's how you get around with it like having like all those marriages like the mormons they're like "Eh, i'll marry lots of sister wives but anyhow matt is dead now and there is no orgy and the mennonite pulls out matt's intestines which i think they just got like a giant sausage link to be intestines it looks more like sausages than fake intestines. So evil Amish Mennonite dude has gone outside and he's looking for more victims. But luckily Jeremy is able to loot him and get back inside the cabin. And he hides under the bed because you always hide under the bed when there's horror monsters coming after you. Because they're too stupid to look under the bed. But under the bed is Chastity's body so was she killed and put under the bed but she doesn't seem bloody so maybe she just hid under the bed and had a heart attack because the mennonite amish zombie comes back and he looks under the bed like does he think like oh maybe uh i thought i heard a sound could be someone hiding under the bed along with this corpse i stashed there Or did he not know the corpse was there? I mean, I guess he didn't seem that surprised that there was a corpse under the bed. I mean, luckily, as he was looking under the bed, Jeremy managed to sneak out from underneath the bed and out of the room. And even though he made quite a bit of noise, I don't know, Amish Mennonite guy's hearing isn't that well? Which, possibly, um... So if you think about it, a zombie's hearing shouldn't be very good like just overall the functions of a zombie should not be well especially if they've been dead for quite some time the body's deteriorated and broken down so, like, the eyesight and hearing should not be, like tip-top conditioned they shouldn't have, like, super hearing or anything So yeah, I guess you should theoretically be able to make a lot of noise and sneak past a zombie. That's my train of thought. But then he hides in the closet, and there's Andrea, and he's like motioning to her to stay very quiet, and then starts saying stuff, whispering stuff. I don't know, he might just be moving his mouth. I don't know if he's even actually saying anything. I think he's trying to tell her like, once we get out of here alive, I am going to Fuck the ever-living shit out of you. See, they want a bone. I can feel it. They might not get the orgy, but after they stop evil Mennonite Amish guy, they are gonna fuck. That's my headcanon. Even if, I mean, obviously Jeremy is narrating this, so obviously he's gonna survive. Andrea's probably gonna survive, but if she doesn't, in my headcanon, they are still gonna Fuck. Because Jeremy, he's going to be like, she's way too hot. I don't care that she's dead. I'm going to tap it. So they get out of the closet because they believe that the Mennonite has left and at least gone far enough that they're safe. And they check the bathroom and hiding inside the bathtub is Sarah. So the option for the threesome still there. It's still on the table. As long as they both survive. Because Andrea dying... I can put into my headcanon that Jeremy would still fuck Andrea if she were dead. But Sarah is just not going to go for that. So, I mean, it's going to be tough enough to get her into the threesome if Andrea's alive. If she's dead, then it's completely off the table. You know, it's the orgy of the dead. They're all dead and just have an orgy. Why not? Why not? You promised me an orgy, movie. You promised me an orgy. So they managed to sneak outside, and they have to come up with a plan. And they think, like, okay, well, we can probably run far enough into the woods till we get to the point where we can get a signal on our cell phones. And that, oh, shit, the cell phones were locked away. How are they going to get back in with uh, zombie Mennonite Amish dude? And Jeremy has a plan. He sets off his car. Oh, by the way, like, all their tires are slashed. That's why they don't just drive off. Because um, zombie Amish Mennonite dude is smart. He slashed their tires. But he didn't slash the alarm system. So Jeremy sets off the alarm in one of the cars, which drives the Amish guy crazy because the Amish hate technology. And so he starts banging on the car trying to get it to stop. It's enough of a distraction for them to sneak into the house and get to the basement and grab the box with the phones. Do they have the key? So it was a safe, and the safe was locked. So hopefully they have the key to open it, because otherwise this plan was just kind of pointless. But unfortunately, it's not enough of a distraction, and the Mennonite comes down to the basement, and they're all hiding. And he's sniffing around, because, I don't know, I guess he can smell sin... Um, no! Zombies do not have super smell! But he is Amish, and the Amish have super smell. They can smell sin. So, he's gonna find them, because he can smell the sin off of them. Wait, can he? They haven't had the orgy yet. And sure, you know, Matt and Andrea fucked earlier, so he could probably smell Andrea's sin... But I'm sure she washed since then. I'm sure she took a bath. So she should be smelling clean. Now, zombie Mennonite dude is about to find Sarah. Oh, no. He finds her. He's going to kill her. So Jeremy takes a rock and throws it in the direction of Andrea. And so zombie Mennonite follows the sound and he's like, Oh, there, there's someone. I'm going to slice her throat open with my scythe as Jelly runs down her throat. And that distraction is enough for Jeremy and Sarah to run out of there with the safe. And in voiceover, Jeremy does tell us that that's pretty a dickish move of him to do, but you know, he really does love Sarah, so yeah, he's gonna sacrifice Andrea. But, I mean, like I said, if Sarah dies, I think fucking Andrea's corpse ...is still an option for Jeremy. I don't think it should be an option. I'm just saying that's Jeremy. I shouldn't accuse that. Because remember earlier, me and Jeremy had a kinship. And now I'm accusing him of possible necrophilia. That, Yeah, I just threw you under the bus, Jeremy. I'm sorry. I, I just... I don't know. It's over between us. Now, Jeremy and Sarah have made it quite far into the woods... So it's time to, let's get the phones and see if we can get a signal. Unfortunately, they don't have the key to the safe. Like I pointed out, like that was going to be a problem. So he just, Jeremy grabs a rock and starts smashing at the safe, hoping that he'll be able to break it open. I don't know, I've never tried to smash open a safe, so I don't know how easy or hard it is. But meanwhile, back at the cabin, Chastity's still alive! and being forced to eat someone's heart that's just I'm guessing it's probably Kevin's heart cause I don't know there's probably some sort of you know twisted logic that evil Mennonite guys decided to do just for chastity everyone else gets killed right away chastity is being forced to eat a heart and I don't know if it's Kevin's cause we haven't seen Kevin He so we don't know if he's dead yet So I will applaud this movie for not having the black guy. Did I mention Kevin's black? I think I forgot to mention that. It didn't seem, like, really important. But Kevin's the black guy, and he didn't get killed first, which I would have thought that this movie, with its whole, like, just running commentary about how bad it is, would have had the black guy die first and then make a joke about it. So I applaud the movie for, you know, black guy so far may or may not have survived. I, you know, a little nod to the original Night of the Living Dead, right? Uh, The black guy survived in that one. And that's why that is one of the greatest horror movies of all time. But, so, yeah. um, Chastity's forced to eat someone's heart before she gets a scythe to the head. Which is just cruel. Why did Mennonite guy torture Chastity? He killed Matt right away. He killed Andrea right away. Um, He killed the pizza guy right away. I think that's everyone that's been killed so far, at least on screen. But Chastity, he has to torture her first? Well, I mean, I guess he kind of tortured the pizza delivery guy by ripping his junk off, but... You know, that was still pretty quick. He didn't have to eat a heart. Oh, and while she's eating the heart, like, the film... Intercuts with shots of a caterpillar eating a leaf. I don't know what the fuck that's about. I... was well, suddenly the filmmaker wanted to try to do something, like, artsy. But, again, with my kinship with Jeremy here, though, um, when I was younger, I had written a script, and I had this idea for the film, and that the sex scene... While they're having sex, it was going to be intercut with shots of insects having sex. And honestly, I can't even tell you what I was really thinking and why I thought that was a good idea. So I imagine the filmmaker here can't really give you a good explanation of why he threw in shots of a caterpillar chewing a leaf. But so, Jeremy manages to break open the safe. But unfortunately, they still haven't gotten close enough to civilization to be able to get a signal um how did they order a pizza I just thought about that there's no signal out here in the woods and they couldn't even really get much of a signal you know when they were driving down there so was the pizza ordered before they left like Matt's like ah, I know I'm not going to get a signal there so pizza delivery guy at this time show up at this address uh, That that is a glaring plot hole um, but unfortunately they haven't gotten far enough away and evil Mennonite guy has chased them there he I don't know smelled them or something so he knew where to find them and luckily Jeremy blinds them with the flashlight from one of the cell phones and they keep running So, Sarah comes up with a plan. Because there's six phones. They can reach somewhere that there's enough signal that they can message each other. Take the five phones, make a pentagram with them in a circle. Get the evil Mennonite guy within that circle. Send a text from the sixth phone. And it'll create a demonic circle that will kill the Mennonite zombie. And you know what? This plan is just stupid enough to work. And yeah, obviously it works. A uh, the, the little bump in the way because unfortunately Sarah took the iPhone to be the phone to text the other ones. Instead of grabbing the, grabbing an Android and it pisses Jeremy off and Okay, Jeremy, our our ship ha- is back on because I too hate everything Apple and I'm Team Android. But if they finally get it, she sends the text. It lights up, um, and I don't know. He blows up, kind of like he turns into a skeleton, but his like flesh and blood blows up. Would you still have blood if you've been dead for? I don't know. I don't even know how long he's been dead for. I was assuming it was was like a hundred of ye- hundreds of years. And I don't know why I assumed that cuz he's a Mennonite. So it is possible he could have died like last year <clears throat> and still be like you know anti-technology cuz he's fucking like Amish and shit. So yeah, he's going to be living like a low-key non-technological life. But, you know, his blood splatters all over Jeremy and they have to take his shirt off. Which I think this scene was just an excuse for Jeremy to take off his shirt and show off his rock-hard abs. And I can't blame him. If I had rock-hard abs, I too would take every opportunity to show them off. And this turns Sarah on. She's like fucking like wet now for him and they fuck or you know they're gonna fuck we don't get to see the fucking um but jeremy the considerate guy is like wait i don't have a condom which i hope by that you know that means all the condoms were left back at the cabin in which case you know i understand like don't waste time grabbing condoms So I I hope that's what happened there And not that he didn't bring condoms To the orgy in the first place Cause uh, I mean that's that's, uh, Orgy etiquette too right You gotta make sure you bring enough condoms Bring more condoms than you think You'll need Even Even if like everyone Beforehand has agreed like This is gonna be a bareback orgy No condoms needed still bring some condoms, because there could be last minute. Um, yeah, I don't know if I'm comfortable with a bareback orgy. And if you don't have condoms, that's the end of the orgy. So always plan ahead. You have to plan ahead for every, like, possibility. Because you don't want the orgy to not happen. You go through all the trouble of setting up the orgy. And, I mean there's unforeseen circumstances that you can't avoid like evil mennonite amish zombie killing everyone but yeah i i hope that you know they stocked up on condoms and hopefully that he pulled out after fucking sarah cuz or maybe sarah's on the pill I don't know. I don't know the safe sex practices of Jeremy and Sarah. But if they don't want children, take as many precautions as you can. And it turns out Jeremy has been telling this story to his 12-year-old daughter. At least I think she's 12. She looks quite young. Not like super, super young, but young enough that it's kind of disturbing to tell your kid a story about an orgy, <laughs> an attempted orgy. But, you know, it did result in, you know, her being conceived, so, um, still, you, you might want to edit that story down to be more kid-friendly, but this does lead to a truly funny sequence <laughs> had me laughing in spite of myself, where the daughter runs down every stupid inconsistency and idiotic idea this film had. And normally, I'm not fond of the whole, well, we'll make jokes about how bad the writing is. Because pointing out that the writing is bad does not excuse the fact that the writing is bad. But the way she does it is just so, like, hilarious. (laughs) It just, it really made me laugh, like... Just kind of her tone and how she breaks it down. Like, her first complaint is that, you know, he doesn't even know if it was an Amish guy or a Mennonite. And then, you know, just pointing to stuff like, you know, how did no one find the guy's body for like 200 years? Um, my major complaint that I'm surprised she shares, but no one got naked at the orgy. <laughs> I'm glad someone pointed that out. Um, oh, it turns out Kevin was the first one to be killed, and it was done off-screen, so she points out, you know, fucking racist of killing the black guy first, and, uh, pointing other stuff like, the flaming dick, like, why did the Amish guy like the dick on fire and... I'm sorry, this... This truly was funny, just the way she, like, words it and just points out every stupid thing. Like, why did he blow up? And just, why did you all go into the basement? And this Meta Knight wouldn't know cars, so how did he know to flatten the... Yeah, how would he know to slash the tires? (laughs) Because in the buggy times, like, tires weren't full of air. They'd be solid. So how would he know that would work? And what happened to the pizza delivery guy's car? Oh my god. This girl is brilliant. And... Just... I love this scene. I... I, You know what? Don't watch this movie, but... If you can... Fast forward to, like, the... Final, like, 15 minutes or so. When she, like, does this breakdown. Which... Pretty much gives you the entire plot of the film, <laughs> and she—it's—it's it's a good sequence. It is a good sequence, and then she points out like how stupid it was to leave the magic Bible there, and you know Jeremy's like, oh, what's the worst that could happen? That some random hipster's gonna stumble across it, cut himself, and drip blood onto the evil Bible, and guess what? Random hipster. Is walking across the woods, stumbles across the Bible, cuts himself, and blood drips on it. I smell sequel, but if there's a sequel, I, that hipster better have like a fucking orgy. Just, just saying. You tease me with an orgy, and as the little girl pointed out, no one got naked during this orgy. So anyhow. Normally, this is the time when, you know, I'd wind things up and tell you things like Hotmail at com" to leave a comment or to request a movie. Or you could leave a comment in the comment section if you're listening to this on YouTube. This account is listening to, if you're doing it on YouTube, because technically you're watching, but there's not, like, any video to watch So, you're really more listening to it, and you're probably not staring at the screen while you listen to it. So, yeah, it's technically considered watching, but you're listening. But yeah, I wind down and tell you all that stuff. But since it is Halloween, I'm going to do something scary. Ooh. I'm going to play you some children's halloween songs and this will probably get this video banned off of youtube for violating all sorts of copyrights but um... cause first off we've got a halloween baby shark and spooky kids songs i'm not gonna play the whole thing i'm just gonna go and play some random song hopefully not like the actual baby shark song though because that probably will get me kicked off YouTube.
2: Hey kids, it's Halloween! Let's celebrate
1: the train baby shark doo 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 baby shark doo 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 baby shark doo 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 baby shark
0: zombie shark doo 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 zombie shark doo 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 zombie shark doo 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 zombie shark skeleton shark doo 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 skeleton shark doo 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 skeleton shark doo 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 skeleton shark Frankin shark poop 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 Frankin shark poop 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 Frankin shark poop 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 Frankin shark monster shark poop 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 the monster shark poop 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 monster shark poop
2: poop the monster shark let's go scare poop poop poop
0: I apologize for that I should have known that baby shark would have been the first like song they do so hopefully i only get hit with a copyright strike and not like a copyright violation and have to take the video down because i don't feel like then later having to like go through this whole video and find out and cut out the offending song but yeah i wasn't really going to search through and really find the song so up next this one comes from halloween songs car vehicles cartoonies I don't know let's let's see what we get out of this one
1: A ghost <laughs> It's Halloween night Not a soul in sight I hear footsteps Who's not coming? I see a zombie Oh no I see a zombie Look out I see a zombie night not the soul in sight I hear footsteps who's not coming I see a vampire oh no I see a vampire hell I see a vampire <laughs> Halloween night, not at all in sight, I hear footsteps, who's that coming, I see
0: a witch, oh no, I see a witch, I apologize, I apologize, that, that was terrible, ooh scary, cause uh, they're so, I'm scared of like how bad these are, so I'll do just one more. This is from the Micmacs Halloween Songs. And I don't know who the fuck the Micmacs are, but um, judging from the picture, I think they're an off-brand Wiggles. So, and there seems to be a giant panda. But yeah, like, it looks like two of the Wiggles guys. I don't know if they just kind of went off and did their own, like, side project. I I will have to look that up. And I may have to, you know... If they have more stuff, I may have to do Micmacs in the future.
1: The
2: letter A, A, A Sounds like A, A, A Alien starts hey, with A oh, hey. Alien starts with A letter B, B, B Sounds like B. Oh, there's a bat! Starts with B! The letter C, C, C Sounds like C, C, C! Candy starts with C! Oh, candy! Candy starts with C! better letter D, D, D Sounds like D, D, D! Dress up, start with 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 D! The letter e, 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 Sounds like E, E, E! Eerie starts with E. Eerie starts with E. The letter F, F, F sounds like f, f, f. And fog starts with F. Ooh, fog starts with F. The letter G G G sounds like G G G. Ghost starts with G. go so ghost starts with G. The letter H H H sounds like H huh, H huh, H. Huh. Headstone starts with H. Headstone starts with H. Headstone starts with H. Headstone starts with H. Letter I, I, I sounds like E, E, E. Insect starts with I. Insect starts with I. The letter J, J, J sounds like J, J, J. Jack-o'-lantern starts with J. Jack-o'-lantern starts with J. Letter K, K, K sounds like K Cook. Starts with K, Starts with K. Letter L, Sounds like O, O, O. Lightning starts with L. Oh, lightning starts with L. Lightning starts with L. Lightning starts with L. M, M, M. Sounds like M, M, Mummy starts with M. Starts with M. M N. Not L starts with N. Letter O-O-O-Sounds like O-O-O. Olga o. O, starts Ooga, with O. Olga! Olga starts with O. Letter P-P-P-Sounds like P-P-P. And pirates starts with P. Pirates Pirate with P. Pirates starts, pirate starts with P. The Pirate starts with P. Starts with P. Letter Q-Q-Q-Sounds like Q-Q. Skeleton starts with S. Skeleton starts with S. The letter T T T sounds like T T T. Oh, triangular stability. Triangular. The letter U U U sounds like U U Ugly starts with U. Ugly starts with U. Is yeah, Bampa size is B. Letter W W W sounds like woo!
0: Sorry for letting that one go so long, but I figured, you know, it's an alphabet song. You need to know all the letters. I'm not going to cut you off at, like, L, and you don't know the rest of the alphabet for the rest of your life. I'm kind of considerate like that. But, ugly starts with you is the fucking greatest line I've ever heard, and that is going to be, like, my new motto. Ugly starts with you.
1: (laughs) Oh, seriously I love you guys